So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here. This is the first ever indoor podcast. Yeah, that's right. No driving. I've already driven today. Didn't have time for the podcast while I was driving. So this one's indoors. Never done it before. Let's go down in history as the, the first indoor podcast ever with the 12-Hour Broker. Um, anyways, so what I want to talk about today is this. We've got, I've talked to a lot of mortgage brokers, a lot of agents. Um, there seems to be a common theme here. And I want to set the record straight and maybe give you a different way of thinking about how to run your business, how to scale your business, how to grow your business, how to get you out of your business. It seems to be this common theme of, you know, your business. So I'm talking about these, the one-man band, one-girl band, right? Maybe you have an assistant, but... Everyone seems to think that if they just get an underwriter, they're going to like take their business to the next level. They just get an underwriter. And I'm here to tell you that's not the case. It does not have to be that way. There is a better, more efficient way, in my opinion, from a cost perspective, from an efficiency standpoint. Um, so I'm going to walk you through that. And so, because if you're, let's just say, let's take some assumptions there. You know, let's say you're doing 30, 40 million, and you're saying, hey, I need an underwriter. I have an assistant, but I need an underwriter. Okay, so you go hire an underwriter. Anybody worth hiring, you know, is an underwriter. You're like you're, you're prying them away from somewhere, right? And a good underwriter who can handle a lot of capacity. If you're hiring an underwriter at 34 million, that tells me you want to get to 80 million or higher, right? So they're going to be handling 10, 12, 15, 20 files a month, depending on your mortgage size. And you're going to have to pay someone pretty handsomely. Really good underwriters command six figures, right? When they're running that many files and you're making so much money off them. But I want to ask you this because I've talked to a lot of agents and I've inquired like about what they're using. Some use an underwriting hub, some have an underwriter and part-time some share. You know, what is the goal of the underwriter? And so is the goal of the underwriter to take the file from you, you know, you get the application, you do a discovery call, you basically qualify them. And I'm not talking about, hey, I have 500 leads coming in a month and we shake it through the system and someone handles it. I'm talking about the average mortgage broker or agent that is sitting at home, 10, 20, 30, 40 million, one man band, one man woman, and one woman band, and like those people. So there's these other models, I'm not talking about that, okay? Where you have leads coming in like, Facebook or Google and you know what not, not this is not what we're talking about. Although you could, but I'm not going that direction. Okay, so what does the underwriter do? Is it's the underwriter's goal to look at the file, decide where the best home is, come up with any challenges, get creative if it's a tougher deal, where are they positioned, they should know the lender guidelines. And then is it the lender, is it the underwriter's position to handle the fulfillment with the client? Put the package together. Like, are you going to pay someone seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars a year to put together a commitment letter package? Put it in DocSign or whatever you're using. Put tags on it to sign here. 
create a checklist, get the disclosure docs. Like, are you going to pay that person to do that? No. No. If you are, that's, you're misusing that position. You're not going to. Are you going to hire an underwriter to do compliance? The back end? Like, you're basically just pushing paper around, right? No. Someone that you're spending that amount of money on. Their skill set is structuring deals. Their skill set is putting out fires with the lenders. Right? That's their skill set. So... If I'm doing 20, 30, 40 million and I hire an underwriter, well, I still have to now handle, which is the biggest bottleneck by far in everyone's business that I've talked to, is the fulfillment. Right? So the underwriter, I have to have enough business to give the underwriter so that they feel like they're doing enough stuff. I have to give them enough problems to solve, which this brings up another issue, but we'll, we'll circle back to that. But it's not the paperwork. They're not doing the paperwork, right? You just can't have that. And so now you still need someone to do fulfillment. Are you doing the fulfillment yourself or do you have a fulfillment person doing it? Okay, so now let's bring back to their problem solving. Well, if you have an underwriter that, you know, let's be honest, at the end of the day, how many lenders do you actually use? Three, four, five. I use three, maybe four. I don't use much more. It's pretty, and if you're niched out in a business, if you're like AAA, like you kind of have your lenders. If you're B, you have your lenders. Like, you only need to know so many guidelines. So, and I'm pretty sure if you're doing 20, 30, 40 million, you know what those guidelines are. You probably know 80 to 90% of those lender guidelines already because you've done a lot of business with them. Okay? So, what you're essentially doing is you're paying someone a lot of money to not remove the biggest bottleneck in your business, which is that fulfillment piece, right? All those documents back and forth, the clients, quick communication back and forth. You know, sending them into the lender, coming back, saying, hey, we need this now, we need that. You know, get instructions sent, doing compliance, put here that package after you get the approval back. Like that fulfillment specialist position is a big bottleneck in a lot of people's business. So you're paying a lot of money to an underwriter to give you basically a second opinion on a file because you really know where that file should go. You do. And if you don't, you can find out pretty quickly. Okay? And so I'm only just relating this to my own business. I don't need an underwriter my business because we deal with three, four lenders and I know the guidelines, probably 80, 90 percent of them. The other 10, 20 percent I don't know, I know where to go to find the answer. My BRM, my BDM, my underwriter, the community, I love mortgage brokering, you know, I outlets other colleagues. I can figure it out pretty quick. I don't need to pay someone 80, 90, dollars $110,000 to give me a second opinion, input an application, and write lender notes and structure the deal. I can do that in five to six minutes stuff. Okay, so what about this? What if your model was this instead? What if the model was you take the underwriting spot out, and now let's just say you're doing the 20, 30, 40 million, you have your, your lead comes in, whatever your pre-approval process is, you have your discovery call, whatever that is, you get the app, you know they're good to go, you've got it. Now you don't need an underwriter to go tell you they're good. You can pull the credit and structure that deal yourself pretty quickly. Right? It takes you no time. You go in there, yeah, boom, boom, based on the call I have with them, I know they need to do X, Y, and Z, and they can do it based on you know our debt servicing ratios and the lenders I know this is going to go to. Okay, the under, you just took the underwriter role out of play completely. And now you fire it off. It comes back, you get an approval. That's where your fulfillment specialist jumps in. That's where you have someone that puts the package together. They don't have to be licensed. And I know people are going to go, yeah, they got to be licensed. They, they don't. No, they do not. Right? There's, a, there's a line there that they have to you know, maneuver along, but 
but they don't have to be licensed. If you want them licensed, sure, great, even better. They can have different conversations along the way with the clients. So imagine you, approval comes in, commitment letter, and you went and got the approval, okay? Your job is essentially over unless there are fires to put out. So now the fulfillment specialist jumps in, puts the air in the package, sends it off to the client, tells them where to sign, starts getting the documents back, down payment docs, which is the most horrible part of our business, those down payment docs, and goes through them, instant communication with the client, uploads it to the lender portal, is, is the acting between the lender and the client, are you CC'd on, are you not? That's up for you, how you want to run your business. And basically takes their hand, to broker complete, instructions are sent, confirms instructions are sent, and then falls up the client, lets them know everything's good to go, we're here if you need anything, does the compliance package at the end, and you get paid. Done. Client walks away, they left the review. You haven't done any of that. You don't need to pay someone $100,000 to do that. Fulfillment so where I'm going here is I'm saying, like, you don't need the whole skill set of an underwriter. You don't need a second opinion on where a deal should go when you deal with three or four lenders. If you're dealing with eight to 10 to 12 lenders, well, you've got a different model. And I agree, you can't know all those guidelines. I don't like that model. That's not a model that I personally would run. It's complicated. There's, you know, you need to stay up to date on things. I think majority of brokers work with the same three to four lenders. Like, let, let's be honest, we tell people we were, had access to 20 or 30, but sure, you might, but you never use them. Use your usual go-tos um, with some one-offs here and there. So now you've got fulfillment. What do you pay fulfillment? Well, I had fulfillment earlier. We were paying 500 and we were willing to pay up to 755 because we have a larger mortgage size. But 500 to file, and you could have someone on staff if you want, right, on salary. So if you don't want, if you're not doing a ton of business, you can partner with other brokers and you can fulfillment and training. If not, you can bring someone on for a salary. So you could bring on someone for salary 40 hours a week. You could pay them 40, 50, 60,000 a year plus a bonus. You could pay them probably 60, 50 to 60% of what you'd pay an underwriter. And the client journey is going to be far superior, especially if you are the one that was doing the fulfillment anyways when you had an underwriter. Because now you're doing stuff you don't want to do. So now what you've done is you've just built this engine on the back end, and all you need to do is drop in approvals, right? And you're going from your same three, four lenders. You know where you're going if the deal's going to go through. Yeah, and maybe you have someone that puts, inputs the app and reviews your documents. For us, fulfillment reviews documents up front. So now, in our current model, I'm not reviewing the requested docs we need up front, right? I'm not reviewing that. The app gets built. I'm not doing that. But I come in, once everything's in there, credit's been pulled, I come in and I go, okay, boom, 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 based on what we're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that literally takes five minutes. And then we go into our pre-approval process, which is our budgeting, the recorded video, and our proposal, and we send it out. But I'm telling you, I spend the discovery call to five minutes underwriting the deal, and I'm out, right? And I have fulfillment. Person. I don't need an underwriter for that. I know where the deal is going. So I cut my costs in half, and the client journey is one point of contact after me. Right? I talk to some brokers, and they have, well, it's them. They have a document specialist. They might have fulfillment. They have the underwriter, and everyone's. And we, we kind of went down this path earlier on, and our clients got confused. They're like, I don't know. And they even told us, like, I don't know. They CC'd everybody. And they're like, I don't know who I'm communicating to. So now it's basically. 
all, all the communication up front comes from me. And then once they get an approval, it transitions to fulfillment. Fulfillment gets introduced when we request documents up front, right? And then, because that's the person that's going to shake through the docs, make sure they look good, label them, upload them, make sure it's what we needed. So they get introduced. They're seeing now there's like two points of contact. It's you and fulfillment, but we're both in different spots. I'm not on the back end. I'm not even, C I don't even want to be CC'd on any of the emails. I don't want, there's too many emails, right? Back and forth, I don't need to review. So if emails come through, um, or it's kind of like a thing, I just don't CC unless there's an issue. Then I jump in and put fires out, right? So it's very clear to the client who's doing what, right? And they start to see that there's a lot of strategy and skill up front. And then on the back end, it's more holding your hand through documents in the process. I don't need to be doing that. If I'm doing that, if you're doing that, it's a waste of your skill set, right? Your skill set is not going through down payment docs. It is not explained to them. The lawyer's going to set them, you know, it's going to contact them. Instructions get set. You're going to have to pay up this debt. Like, that's not your skill set. That doesn't move the needle anywhere. Right? That's below your pay grade. You're the CEO of the company. Does the CEO review documents? Right? Does the CEO put compliance together? Does the CEO right, build checklists out and use DocuSign and put the tabs here and there? Like, does the CEO do that in any business you can think of? No, it doesn't happen. So I personally believe, and I believe with conviction on this one, that you can get give a much better client journey at a much better price point for you from an extent, an extent standpoint and scale your business quicker. You could have two fulfillment people. You can call them whatever you want, account managers, whatever you want to call them, client services, relationship rockstar, whatever you call them. You could have two people like that handling their own files going each direction for the same price as one underwriter. Right? If your business is AAA or whatever it is, if you are in your niche business and that's what 90% of your business is, you already know where to put the deal. You don't need an underwriter. I'd much rather have account managers or fulfillment specialists and they each have their, hey, here you go. John, you get this one. Sally, you get this one. Take it. Go. The other, my clients don't even know that we have a Sally, but they know John. Right? And that's where it goes. So you could have two for the price of one. You can scale your business much quicker with fulfillment specialists. So I wanted to put this out there because it just seems to be a recurring theme where people are approaching me and going, going just like they think that's going to take them to the promise line, just find this underwriter. First off, finding a highly skilled underwriter that can run that many deals. And if you're asking an underwriter, like I said at the beginning, to do all those things, well, you're going to lose them because no underwriter wants to do that. Their skill set is literally popping in looking at the file, structuring it, sending it off, managing the relationship with the lender, not with the client. That's most, in my experience, most underwriters don't want to be in the weeds with clients looking at those docs. And you're drastically overpaying someone to do the document collection. Drastically. Right? So then in that instance I gave you where you have an underwriter, well, now you need a fulfillment specialist under them. And then how many points of contact do you have for your client? Does it get confusing? And do you need that? Or could you get away with two fulfillment specialists and you're the underwriter 
right? It's 2021. You've got ways to go figure out where deals go right now. So I want to put that out there because I truly believe, and if you're at a point now where you're kind of at 10, 15 million and you just can't afford a full-time fulfillment person, then I highly suggest you partner with two or three other brokers in your same, you know, at the same, we're at the same spot. And you go and hire someone and you train them and you train them well and you pay them 500 a file for files closed. No salary, nothing. 500 a file. That's fair. You can even pay a little more if they're really good. And then eventually one of you is going to break away from the pack and probably take that person with you full time. Okay? And what I would recommend if you are training a fulfillment person, I've trained one from scratch. I was lucky enough to have someone come in that was very good and I didn't have to train outside of teaching her my own, my own process. But then when she left to become a broker, and she's doing very well, by the way, when she left to become a broker, then I trained my wife from scratch. She's not a financial person. She's not, like, that's not her space. And I trained her from scratch. And what we do is we did videos. Right? So we train on videos and teach her. And it's a daily thing. But I highly recommend you're hiring someone. It doesn't matter what you're training to do. It's an assistant, fulfillment, under, whatever. You make, and not like an hour and 10-minute video. You chop it down into, like, one to four or five minute videos about one thing and you label it that way. So then if you, you'll train them along the way and if they need to reference something, they don't have to go into an hour and 10 minute video and figure out where in the video it was. They can just watch, hey, how do, you know, how to put together my disclosure document. This is a two minute video. There you go. Right? And now you've got a library to train the next person if you lose that person or you hire another fulfillment person. Right? And this frees you up if, if you knew that you built this engine behind the scenes and it was from approval on, you were out, the commitment letter comes in and you're done outside of maybe you come in, you know, kiss some babies, shake some hands, put out a fire that inevitably will come because you have to, that's always going to come. But if that's what you're doing, like think, just think how much of your time um, is freed up. It's crazy if you think about it. And that was a, a massive aha moment in my business. Took action on it. I will never go back. We will always have fulfillment. And maybe even another fulfillment on top of that. Uh, because I just see the client journey. It's phenomenal. Clients love it. They're like, this is so great. Our hand was held the whole way. And I'm not involved, which is the beautiful part. You need to be out there getting business. Not sitting behind your desk going through documents. Right? You can sit behind your desk to get business. But... You know, you got to have that belief. You're the CEO. How do I structure this? So I want to put that out there. Longer podcast than I was hoping for, but that's okay. I feel like there's a lot of value in there. Um, so there you go. Hopefully that helps, kids. Five texts a day. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.